Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to read to you from the book of um, 3 John, uh, the only chapter, chapter 1. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Um, I saw this the other day, and it says, uh, verse 3. We all know verse 2 that says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Verse 3 says, I was filled with joy and delight when the brothers arrived and informed me of your faithfulness to the truth. I want you to say that. Faithfulness to the truth. Say it again. Faithfulness to the truth. They told me how you live continually in the truth of Christ. It is the greatest joy of my life to hear that my children are consistently living their lives in the ways of truth. You know, you can take the Bible as the inspired word of God. People, I've, I've said that before, there are John 1, 2, beloved, I wish above all things that they would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And I, and I use it as a proof of salvation being linked to healing and prosperity, that the same way to the level that your soul's prospering, God wants you to be blessed and prospered in your money, your finances, and then he wants you to be in health. And I've had people, Christians, oh no, that was just a common saying of the common like salutation of the day. Like we would say good health or, you know, people say cheers or salud, which means health, right? So there's, oh, you know, but then you have to ask the opposite. So was Paul speaking out of turn? Was Paul saying something contrary to what God was saying? Was he really God's man if he was just speaking, you know, oh, whatever, I just say things. Hey, you know, none of his letters, does he contradict what we see through the rest of scripture? And so it's foolish to think that he would get up and say, yeah, you know, it is what it is. He never says that. No, he says the the power of God, the power of God is present and able to change. You know, faith is, you'll overcome by faith. There's a spirit to the Bible. It's inspired by the spirit of God. And so that's why doctrines that are just one-off doctrines that come from an obscure scripture, you can tell it doesn't line up with the spirit of the Bible. There's a theme. And so that's, that's why many of people ask questions like, well, there are these, these hidden, these lost gospels, right? Like the book of Maccabees, which is in the Catholic Bible and, and the, the book of Enoch, which isn't even a complete book, but these books that, that, that some of these books that aren't included in the canon of scripture, but people take and like, they try to come up with these other revelations, and they put things in that are not from the Word of God as Scripture. But you can tell there's a spirit behind it. There's a spirit behind the Bible, and it's holy, and there's a that you it it resonates. So even when you read a translation, that's why I encourage people read from the King James. If you're a brand new Christian, maybe read from New Living Translation or English Standard Version's a great um, a great version. But there's a uh, you can tell when something's wrong. So in the NLT, there's a few things that are wrong, right? We, uh, it says there, we all sin, we all sin and sin with our mouth, right? We all sin with our tongue. No, that's, that's not a court. The, the, the new creation is that we're not born of sin, is that we can live holy lives. And so there's things that are step outside the main message of scripture, but people use that. But it says here that we consistently, there's no greater joy than we consistently walk in the truth. As Christians, this is our responsibility is to walk in the truth. But this is really God's heart towards us. It was Paul, it was, excuse me, John's heart towards, um, uh, towards whoever the letter was going to, but it's God's heart towards us. So even though John was saying, beloved, I wish above all things, my hope for you is that you would, your soul would prosper first and to the level of your soul prospering, that you'd be healthy and that you'd be blessed, right? 
But it's the same heart of God towards us. And so when he says, I have no greater joy than to see that my children walk in truth. He says, they inform me of your faithfulness to the truth. You continually walk in the truth of Christ. It's the greatest joy of my life to hear that my children are consistently living their lives in the way of truth. That's the heart of God towards us. So I want to encourage you that if you're out there and you've been consistently living your life in the way of truth, God is pleased with you. Man, there's nothing like hearing that God is pleased with you, that God loves you, that his hand of blessing, that he hasn't changed towards you, that even if you may feel like there's been a delay in some of the things you've been believing him for, that his heart is generous towards you. His heart is fixed towards you. He loves you. He's so, it's the greatest joy. I believe the greatest delight of God's heart that we walk in his truth, that we're faithful to the truth, that we're walking in his ways, that we're doing what he's called us to do. Galatians. Let me um, read Galatians chapter 6. It says, uh, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If you're sowing to the flesh, you know just what that means. If you're spending a lot of your time just sowing to the flesh, you watch things, you know, there's things that you can watch. People have this idea that, you know, they're, oh, I'm more mature. You know, I can handle scary movies. They watch movies with nudity in it. There's that's sowing to the flesh. The Bible's clear. If you sow to the flesh, if your eyes get tickled when you look at things and, and there's, you, you know exactly what it is, that's sowing to the flesh. You're only going to reap corruption. That's feeding something that you want to be weak. You want to, you want to buffet your body. You want to crucify your old nature. And so you're people who sow to the flesh and you can look in the world, people who live for the weekend and they just want to go out and party and, and drink and, and, and they're sowing to the flesh. And then there's the people who aren't doing those things, who are waking up and are sowing to their spirit. They're in the word. They're praying. They're listening to this podcast. They're taking time to input the word of God in their spirit, to let the word of God come alive in them. And the Bible says, don't grow weary in doing well. I know there can be times of delay where it seems like you're, you're, do, you're faithfully doing what God has called you to do. And you, and you almost feel like, Lord, am I not doing enough? because you're not seeing move thing, things move as fast as you can. But there's something about a faithfulness that during the, through, through the testing of time that, you stand, that, you, that you're faithful, that it goes a year and two years and five years and ten years, and you're still just plugging away, doing what God has called us to do. We want things to move so fast, but there are things that take time. And so when you decide, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to the truth, I remember my wife telling me, she was, she was saying that she, she was reading a reading plan and she had been committed to the word, you know, reading a reading plan. And she said, I don't want to ever be that I'm not, I'm not committed to the word. She said, on my wedding day, I want to wake up and read the Bible. She said, if I wake up on my wedding day and I don't read the Bible, that's a problem. I don't want to be that person that wakes up on their wedding day and doesn't read the Bible. I want to be committed to the word of God that see, you know, seasons come and seasons go. And I don't like talking about seasons. People have all the, you know, I'm just going through a dry season. No, the Bible says we'll bring forth fruit every season. But but there's times in our lives where it seems like we're not seeing the response, where we don't give up, we don't grow weary, where we know that nothing that we do for God goes to waste. All the times that you've taken to fast and pray, all the times that you've taken to press in, 
all the times that you've taken. It's all sowing to the Spirit, and you're reaping life everlasting. And it may not seem, you may be crying out, Lord, I need to see a greater anointing. But many of these things will only be revealed when you're in a place that you're, that you're, this things, these things are put on, put to the test. And then you'll see what God has put on the inside of you. But I want to encourage you, the Father's heart towards you. He hasn't changed his, his mind about you. He loves you. He's got a good plan. He hasn't forgotten about you. And then if you're on the other side and you've been sowing to the flesh, now's the time to repent. You cannot take sin lightly. Now's the time to repent. Now's the time to get it right. If you feel like you've been distant from God, you change that. You know, in Re- Revelation chapter 2 and 3, the letters to the churches, he says, return to your first love. Do the first works. He put the ball in their court. He didn't say, hey, if you're backslidden, just wait a little while and I'll bring you back on a day. It's not like you're waiting. Lord, just bring me back. People pray these prayers. Lord, I just want to go back to where I was. No, you're not there anymore. Time has passed. You, there is no go back to where you were. You, you, you move ahead in the things of God. Lord, I'm going to do the first works. What are the first works? You know, if you, if you spend time in the Word. For many of you, you know what would benefit you? If you feel like you're distant from God, take a day off and spend eight hours in the Word. And every 30 minutes, get up and just praise the Lord. Put on praise music. Every hour, get up and praise the Lord. And just study the Word. Study the blood of Jesus. Study the name of Jesus. Take a full day and just, and just, and just fall in love with the Word. <laughs> you, you know, you come home from work. If you work, come home and take four hours. And instead of doing things on your phone, spend four hours in the Bible. Read the Word. And just talk to the Lord. Thank you for the Word. Lord, I love your Word. Read in Psalms. Read in Proverbs. Read in Ephesians, read in Timothy, read in, you know, the Lord will direct you. Read, pray in tongues, and then read again. And then sing and dance, and then read again, and then pray, and then read again. And take that time. You you won't feel distant from the Lord. Many people have just felt distance for months. Wait, Lord, I want to be reconnected to you. You, you. you do the works that it takes. Oh, that sounds boring. You know, we could all sit there for four hours and watch movies. If I said, hey, come over, let's watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's a three, three-hour movie. Some of y'all don't like that. I'm a big fan. You, you know, it's easy. But you take a couple hours and you just dive into the Word of God. Don't grow weary in doing well for in due season. What's happening is as you're doing that, as you're putting the Word of God in your heart, as you're pressing forward in the things of the Lord, your roots are growing down deep. And so when the storms of life come, you can't be shaken. You'll realize there's so much word that I've put on the inside of me. So much word. There needs to be a time every day that you let the word of God come out of your mouth. Lord, I thank you that you establish the work on my hands. Lord, whatever I put my hand to prospers. Father, I thank you I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. Father, you have blessed me. So man may curse me, but I will go on rejoicing. Lord, I'm blessed with faithful Aram. I'm not trying to get blessed. Lord, I am blessed. I thank you, Lord, that you said your blessings upon your people. Lord, I'm rich and I'm getting richer. Lord, because you said that your blessing makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. Lord, I have no sorrow in my finances. Lord, I bless you. I honor you. Lord, I thank you. I go from glory to glory, strength to strength. Lord, as you said of Jesus, his, uh, his preaching and his teaching was with authority, with ability, with power, and with weight. Lord, you're increasing the weight of the anointing on my words. Father, I thank you that I go from glory to glory. This is going to be the best month of my life. Lord, because the the sun is shining higher in the sky, I go from glory to glory. You said the path of the justice is a shining light. It shines more and more into that perfect day. Father, I thank you that as my soul prospers, my health prospers, and my finances prosper. 
I thank you, Lord, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not below. Lord, the most important thing in my life is that I believe your word. And Father, I want you to know that I believe your word. I'm a believer. Lord, I receive your word. Lord, I'm joyful. Thank you. You said the joy of the Lord is my strength. Lord, you said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. And you, and you begin to speak the word. What happens? It immediately lifts. The, the spirit of God, by the word of God, will lift you, strengthen you. You say you feel, you say you feel distant from the Lord. Pray in tongues, heartily, not no. You just, you ask God to forgive you and you act like you've never sinned before. You ask him to forgive you and then you just, your mind is going to, the devil's going to try to make your mind grab a hold to the things of the past. But you say, no, I'm a new creature. I put this on my Instagram the other day. I quoted 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. And then I said, if you're not getting your identity from the Bible, where are you getting it from? If you're not getting your identity from the word of God, where are you getting it from? You know, it's, it's coming from your feelings. It's coming from your memory of the past and you're being lied to. Your own feelings are lying to you. You know, I'm anointed. You know, you're anointed. Say that. Say, I'm anointed. Why? The Bible says it in multiple places that you're anointed. 1 John 2, 20. 1 John 2, 27. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. You have an unction. You have this treasure in earthen vessels. I'm full of the power. The dead raising power of God lives in me. I don't know if I don't care if I don't feel like it. I don't care if my mind doesn't agree. I got the dead raising power of God in me. The very life of God. Even right now, I'm going to speak to, to, to pain in your body. Right now, I command pain to come out of you. Just receive. I command pain to come out of your body. Pain, go in Jesus' name. All infirmity come out in the name of Jesus. I curse infirmity. I curse diabetes now. I curse lung disease. I curse influenza. In the name of Jesus, I command every body to be healed. In Jesus' name, I, cu I curse blurred vision. Eyes open. Eyes receive light in Jesus' mighty name. I curse pain in the feet. Pain go in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you praise and glory and honor. You got the life of God in me. I got the life of God in me. Hey, I will lend to many nations and I will not borrow. I'm rich and I'm getting richer. I am who God says I am. Hallelujah. So don't grow weary in doing well. For what you sow, that you shall reap. There's a law of seed time and harvest, and it's guaranteed. Keep on keeping on. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you next time.